this is Chad Russell, co-host with Kurt Souter here on Solid Steps Radio. How you doing this morning, Kurt? Do, uh, I'm doing the morning good. <laughs> Are you awake over there, man? Well, you know, it's a little, little tongue-tied today. It's uh, Valentine's Day, the day we're taping this. Now, we tape this show on Tuesdays. It airs on a weekend or 24-7 on our podcast, but uh, we tape this today, Tuesday morning, and it's Valentine's Day today. It is. So, so you must be really excited over there, brother. It's the day of love yeah. over here, Yeah. Over here in the Russell House. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a really interesting Valentine's Day. You know why? Why? Well, we're, we're, uh, the love is spreading <laughs> through the Russell House. <laughs> we are uh, expecting our, uh, our sixth child. Due in August. Um, you know, I've known about this for a little bit yeah, of time, you've had, you've had a little bit, but yeah. I have kept my mouth quiet, yeah. and I am extre- extremely excited for you, yeah. and... Uh, not just excited, but like I, I'm, I'm praying for you, brother. <laughs> well, I need all the prayers I can get. I'm like you had somebody said, or you said just a few minutes ago that you know that I've lost my mind. I said I'm three kids past losing my mind. That was way back. So, so this is going to be number six. Number six. So this, so this is awesome because you got this is a basketball team plus a sub. Yeah, so it's going to be their sub or cheerleader. We're not sure which, right? Because I got five boys, and this will be their sixth, the sub. Or, or the cheerleader. The cheerleader. Cheering cheering us on. Yeah. That's awesome. So we'll have pick six. So anyway, <laughs> so if you're just joining us, uh, this is Solid Steps Radio. We are a show for men, by men, talking about things from a man's perspective. And uh, we talk about all kinds of different topics. And uh, today being Valentine's Day, it's very appropriate. Uh, if you're hearing this on Saturday or Sunday and you just realized it's Valentine's Day. You're losing. You are you are about four days past, and you're here in the doghouse, and you may not know it, and you can't figure out why is my wife not talking to me? Because you forgot Valentine's Day, which is on Tuesday. But if you're hearing this for the first time and you just realize it's Valentine's Day, we apologize. But today's show is your day of redemption. That's right. It's something that maybe you can do to help get yourself out of the doghouse, or maybe keep yourself out of the doghouse. And, and we're going to talk about specifically how you can have, kind of have Valentine's throughout the whole year. Oh, so there, there is recovery. Go. There here. you go. Absolutely. <laughs> Well, uh, we've, our guest here is a dear friend of mine, Dennis Kaufman. Dennis, it's great to have you with us. Thank you, man. It's a pleasure to be here. Dennis and I, we, you know, I was thinking back, we, we have known each other for almost 18 years. Amazing. Uh, yeah, it's just time flies. And uh, we've, we've worked together. We've been accountability kind of partners, buddies. And uh, Dennis, you've been a counselor for how many years? Well, I think... Uh, Right at 25 now. Spent about 14 years in the preaching ministry and went on, did some graduate work to have a more specialized uh, focus. And so 25 years of doing therapy. You uh, you got a private practice and yes. uh, you, you see people all the time. Yes. So we're going to pick your brain today. Uh, but you've been, before that, you've been uh, married to Denise for? Come May, Kurt, it'll be 42 years. 42. Two years, and I, I well, I hear the the first forty one are the hardest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure about that, but uh, it's always good to report that things are still moving in the right direction. That's good. Uh, yeah. That's good. And we're going to talk about that today because you know what, all of us guys, we need to keep put uh, kind of moving the ball, as Chad says, moving the ball down the down the uh, the field, making progress, and uh, making sure that our our marriage is enriching and full of life so uh, i i mean, you've you have you have counseled hundreds and hundreds of of folks struggling with marriage and family so we're going to just talk about that today 
uh, uh, describe um, in the break before we even started. You mentioned kind of kind of a picture, a portrait of a great marriage, and with that kind of you describe that a little bit. I think one of the things I've noticed both personally and in working with with all of those people is that um, the heart of a woman seems to be a challenge to get to. Um, <laughs> I'm not laughing. There, laughing. I'm not laughing. There are a lot of chambers, a lot of <laughs> little doors, a lot of nooks and crannies to, to really get to... Um, kind of the, the heart and soul of that kind of intimacy that I think all of us want. And so, you know, I look at that relationship, you know, looking back over those 42 years, I would compare it maybe to one of those complex video games where you're trying to save the princess and you've got all these levels to go through, all these different things to accomplish that just continue to deepen that sense of closeness. And uh, I think typically, you know, us guys can get frustrated by that. Uh, I see a lot of people give up along the way because it seems so hard and they're frustrated by the fact that... What's their problem? <laughs> <laughs> well, it is difficult, but but I think if you reframe that and begin to look at it as kind of the adventure that I think God intended, um, and you're curious and you're intrigued and you sort of embrace the mystery, then it becomes uh, quite a journey. And I think wives feel that sense of pursuit and that sense of interest, and that tends to translate into something that uh, you know is going to take a lifetime to really cultivate. Well, um, so a guy, when a guy hears what you just said, okay, they're complex. He's like, oh no, kidding, huh? You know, my wife is unbelievably complex, and. I mean, I, you know, one day I, you know, I, I go down this road and I think, you know, I'm, I'm making it, you know, I made some good strides and then I, I go down the next road and bang, I, you know, it's, I get, it seems like the door slammed in my face. Um, how, how do you, how do we help our guys, uh, just ourselves, how do we help ourselves, you know, keep that perspective of, I, I thought I was doing the right thing and she, she didn't like that anymore, whatever it was. Talk about that a little bit. Well, it is dynamic. It's not a static deal, is it? Things do change along the way. And um, I think, again, a lot of it for us guys is just being aware of that, not being surprised by that, not feeling like we're somehow unique or different or that we're failing. Um, you know, I, I think more and more over the years I've, I've come to look at marriage as kind of the ultimate cross-cultural mission trip. Um, you know, my wife speaks a different language than me. You know, when I, when I was getting to know her, you know, her culture was different. All kinds of little unwritten rules that I didn't know about that I had to learn some of them the hard way. But, um, you know, I've had the privilege of, of going to, to Africa a few times. And, you know, when you, when you get off the plane in a, in a totally different culture, mm. you, you've got to be committed to being a learner. You have to have that sense of, wow, there's so much here I don't understand and I, I don't know. And I think if you take that approach into marriage and you're committed to, uh, to learning rather than going in and trying to change someone, um, it really, I think, adds that, that element of um, what we guys really like, which is uh, adventure, uh, the unknown, um, a treasure hunt 
all those things are involved. Uh, I think if you if you have that perspective and you recognize it's going to take a lifetime to be able to do that job effectively. You know, I, when, I think that's a great illustration about uh, a missions trip because when you go into a cross-cultural setting, you have to be on your toes and you cannot bring your American uh, whole core values and lifestyle and perspective into that setting. It's just not going to fly. It, it will not. You will do more damage than good if you take that approach. That's, um, I like that. Um, I don't know if I've ever heard that in that way in regards to marriage, but that is so true because the way they think, the way they, the values, obviously um, there's some things that are bringing you together when you fell in love with Denise. What, what, you know, by the way, when you fell in love with Denise back 40 plus years ago, what were some of the things that um, intrigued you? Well, you know, we were 21 and 19 when we married. That's too young. Um, <laughs> I don't know that I would always recommend that, but uh, it has worked out well for us. But I think, um, you know, we met, I, I was, was part of a, a gospel quintet, and we, we sang at their church, and we were in need of uh, an alto. The alto that was in our group was getting married, and so some of her friends encouraged her to come up and talk to us. Nice. And, uh, and so she did, and um, man, she was cute. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that helped. And one of the things that I noticed was we started having a lot more practices after... <laughs> After uh, we need to I, work on these songs, <laughs> <laughs> but but we had a lot in common. You know, our, our church backgrounds were similar. Our our personalities and temperaments were were somewhat similar, and um, it, it just was uh, one of those um, kind of a natural, easy relationship to move toward. Um, and so, you know, our dating and engagement period was was pretty quick. And I don't know, again, I always recommend that, but... Uh, How long was it, Dennis? Well, um, I proposed to her three weeks after we started dating. <laughs> there must have been some good singing there, boy, I tell you. Now, we didn't make that official for a couple of more months, but from the time we met till the time we married was eight months. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, so there was two years later. Huh? So there was a lot of learning to do on the backside. There was let a me, lot of learning. Let me oh my goodness. say that. Well, um, we're going to pick up from there. But, but uh, Dennis, you talk about, and, and I really want to explore this with you, um, three things that we guys can kind of, some pitfalls that we can kind of either fall into or avoid in marriage that helps us kind of streamline uh, a better marriage, but we need to take a we're break. We're going to take right a now. break and we're going to hear from those, uh, Dennis, and those three things. In the next three segments, we're going to cover three things that we've got to really be on guard. And he said it's an adventure. There's always some kind of obstacles in those adventures, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> if, if, if the Prince Charming and the, and the Princess met and they lived happily ever after without any kind of adventure in between, it wouldn't be, no story would be that good, right? So we're going to talk more about that here. We're going to take a break. Be back shortly on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to Solid Steps Radio. Chad Russell, Kurt Souter, and uh, we are here today uh, talking about uh, how to keep the flame alive in your in your marriage and some three common pitfalls that 
that guys uh, as husbands can run into and when they're stop courting and chasing around their wife. And uh, one of the things that you can do to really get to the heart of your wife is you can buy her some new carpet. Carol Rogers Carpet One is one of our sponsors and they, you know, your wife probably is sick of seeing that kitchen floor or that carpet in that living room and she wants some new carpet. Go to Carol Rogers Carpet One. Go to Vision First. Vision First, we want to thank them for sponsoring our show. Ellen Credit Union and Country Lake Christian Retreat Center. They are uh, going to have all kinds of nice summer camps starting up in the, in the summer. So you need to be thinking about that if you can believe it already in the spring. So we want to thank our sponsors for that. And because of them, we have a podcast we're able to put on commercial free. And you can go to uh, furtherstoministries.org. And there's a little section you just click on it'll take you right to the podcast go so go to furtherstillministries.org you can go to our facebook page and just type in solid steps radio or if you have an itune if you have an iphone you can go to podcast click on that type in our name in it also if you would subscribe to that on itunes and go down and write a review that really helps us get up the rankings as far as when people want to look for a certain show so we'd appreciate you doing that you know chad i i, I love it um that we we're bringing Dennis in, and we're going to talk about these these pitfalls because I'm, I feel like we're getting a free counseling session here over this whole hour. I am, <laughs> I am taking some very good notes. Uh, so yeah, you who said uh, it was free? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh shucks! Oh. Uh, well, Dennis, I, I love how you talk about um, you know really it's a, it's an adventure, and um, so but. Pitfall number one. Let's let's talk about that and let's explore how us guys can just stay out of this, you know, dropping the ball and um, allowing erosion to happen in our marriage. So talk about pitfall number one. Yeah, the the first one, I call it no force. When you think about our style as guys, a lot of times it it is our tendency to want to leverage, uh, to want to push. Um, sometimes to just by our very style be intimidating or or critical trying to kind of get things the way that we want it um, it's interesting I mentioned um, so you don't just mean when you say no force yeah uh, obviously that means no physical force yes but you're, you're talking a whole more than just that yeah, I, I think it's really interesting. You know, we don't get a lot of direct commands um, as husband in Scripture, but one of them is love your wives and don't be harsh. I think that sort of really gathers the idea that I'm talking about here. Mm. So um, when you see a couple and and they're you know, in some troubled waters, they come in to get some counsel from you and describe how this guy is even as you are listening to the struggle, as you're asking questions and dialoguing back and forth with them, you're sensing he is using force. Describe that. Yeah, it, it really, I think for me, it, it's become kind of a painful thing to observe because you can be sitting in, in a counseling session and, and you can watch a couple that is dealing with a conflict and and you can see that voice begin to be raised, or you can see that, that posture begin to change. And I think when I see a guy do that, you, you know, they're going to hit him. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably want to, uh, to teach him in some method. I might use something other than beating. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I've just had a lot of observations where I can kind of watch a wife in those situations just kind of shrink, you mm. know, just kind of, I can tell 
you know, he's losing her in that moment. Um, I think one of the ways this got illustrated for me was kind of unusual and mentioned being able to go to Africa, but one of those trips was um, just working with some leaders, doing some teaching and and you know you often have question and answer sessions at the end of something like that and um, this was in Kenya and and one of the guys and this was a church leader he kind of raised his hand and he said um, how do we get our wives to do what we want them to do without beating them (laughs) (laughs) I was not ready for that question how do we get our wives to do what we i want them to do without beating them yes and so you know i've thought a lot about that through the years and part of what i've observed is you know here in america i I don't i don't think we feel that question so much but i tell you i i hear a lot of guys asking that question how do i get my wife to do what i want her to do with other methods and it's just the wrong question Um, I think anytime we tend to want to try to change someone, whether it's forceful or whether it's clever manipulation or whether it's just, um, you know, subtle sort of forces, from my experience, that does not tend to go well for the female soul. And It probably doesn't go so well with with the guy (laughs) in the marriage then. Well, I think you begin to experience more of that. Uh, frustration where there's another wall there's another barrier there's less access to that that heart that you really are working toward and so uh, the more I think we get tangled in that particular track of of trying to to change someone trying to get them to be what we need them to be I mean who likes to feel controlled I I don't know anybody who enjoys that and so relationally it it begins to create all kinds of uh, uh, difficulties and blockages to the goal. Um, okay, so Dennis, um, a marriage that is, you know, just kind of average, and you, and maybe he's not doing major, you know, forceful things. Maybe he's not asking that question. How in the world can I get my my wife to change? But but there's there's subtle messages that he described that um i, I want to make sure that i'm not doing this to my wife <laughs> <laughs> well there's there's one illustration that that i remember from early in my marriage i think i told you guys there was a a lot of learning on the backside of of marrying so young but i remember um you know my my area of control tended to be more financial um and so I would, I would ask questions when my wife came home from the store about what she bought and what she spent. And there were little subtle ways of saying, you shouldn't have done that, or why did you do that? And, and that went on for a while. And like I say, we were both kind of conflict avoidant anyway. We tried not to fight. We tried not to talk about the things, things that were bothering us. But I found out um, you know, fairly early in our relationship that when she would go to the store, she began to develop stomach aches. She was so stressed about what I was going to think about her discernment about how she spent money. And, uh, 
it was kind of good news, bad news in our marriage. The, the bad news was I was clueless and I had a lot to learn. <laughs> the good news was I, I was very committed to trying to be a good husband. And so when I found that out, it was heartbreaking to me. And so I wanted to talk about, you know, what we could do so that she didn't feel pressure from me. How did you find out? Um, at some point, she she told me. I think there was a day where I came home and I could see that she had been crying. And, uh, and so um, that was sort of the heart of what I found out that day, that she was beginning to, you know, recognize how much pressure she was feeling because uh, I'm a bit of a tightwad. So, D- Dennis, g- the uh, guy's listening right now, and he's like, I, I, I don't do that. I, you know, but he is. We, we just can't see it. How, how, how do we get to see that we're being controlling, that we're, we're not maybe using physical force, maybe we're not raising our voice, but there's little subtle messages. How, how do we catch ourselves? Well, that's the challenging part because um, as my, uh, my colleague Dr. Castle often says, we don't know what we don't know. And so there's a lot that escapes our conscious awareness, but but I think that's why programs like what you guys are doing are so valuable because at least you're encouraging that sense of slowing down, being more inquisitive, being more reflective, understanding, you know, maybe even asking questions to our spouse. You know, is there is there any particular area where you feel pressure from me where, you know, there's some sense in which, you know, I... I'm trying to fit you into my world in some way that that's not allowing you to be who you are. Wow, that's um, that's convicting. I well, can't help you there. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you know, I I guess go to your wife and uh, with in a relaxed state and say, "Honey, I, I want to know." I, I really, truly want to know. And when she says something, don't get defensive, but just listen. Good things happen when you talk like that. Uh, you know, if you can be courageous enough to have those kind of conversations, I, I can assure you good things are going to take place. There's no, you, you can sit back, you're, you're, you're not in a posture of, you're just relaxed and just say, honey, I, I really, truly, I want to know. Um, wow. That's good stuff. I have found having those conversations when the emotions are heightened is not the best time to have those conversations. But all right, so we're going to take a break. We've got one down, no force. So we got another couple no's coming up in segment three and four. So if you're listening to this, guys, take some notes. And uh, maybe you've got some questions you need to be asking your wife. And uh, we're going to take a break here, come back with uh, Dr. Dennis Kaufman. And we are going to talk more about pitfalls that men need to avoid in their marriage on Solid Steps Radio. 